0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dr. Usher Weighs In. This is the podcast where Dr. Usher, a fantastic and obesity medicine doctor at Reformed Medicine in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, uh, talks about um, shining the light on some of the obscure parts of healthcare and why it is so exorbitantly expensive, um, as well as the problem and scourge of obesity, which affects probably 75% of our nation. Uh, and so uh, today we are part of our effort to shine some light on the cost of care we have joining us again, a uh, uh, previous guest, uh, Mr. Matt Ort from Self-Hund Health. Welcome, Matt.
1: Thank you, Dr. Usher, for having me. Always uh, great to be with one of the fellow pioneers of of those wanting to fix health care in Wisconsin
0: i am very glad that as a pioneer i don't have to cross the rocky mountains in the winter in a covered wagon
1: <laughs> i think you've already done that 12 years ago
0: <laughs> now my wife probably thinks so <laughs> right uh, right. she she was the one out there blazing you know dragging well. along behind shivering in the cold but uh very brave woman right so uh this is great so what we've been talking about uh, on and off uh, with our podcast is really this movement towards reintroducing i would i would call it human dignity and uh uh freedom of choice and rehumanizing healthcare i haven't talked about it in those terms uh, in a while but really one of the the things that makes us human is our ability to think reason make our own choices and so on so um which is why a free market works wherever it is right the market always works So part of this movement towards uh, free market healthcare uh, that we've talked about in the past is making people aware of even what it is. We've been so stuck in the can for so many decades now of, of Medicare, Medicaid, big insurance, big health systems, and so forth, that I think people have kind of lost sight of the fact that it is possible to to have some choice back and to take control of costs and so forth. So there's this movement going on uh, nationwide, really, but within the state of Wisconsin in particular. And uh, Matt, you are uh, a big part of that. So one of the things that you do, besides having a book that's coming out soon, um, you're a world famous author now, um, uh, you have, uh, which we can, we'll mention that uh, again in a few minutes, but... um, you've been putting together these events across the state. Uh, We've talked about these in other podcasts, but uh, they're called healthcare best practices. So first of all, can you tell me, uh, just let's get these out front so I don't forget, Um, you've got some events coming up and um, the dates of those, locations of those. Now let's talk a little bit about the format of those. Why would an employer or a, you know, kind of a free market thinking uh, health, Benefits advisor, um, or even a or even a primary care doctor, want to show up at one of these meetings. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we uh, we've been conducting uh, employer um, employer care, employer health plan educational events. So really, uh, employers are key because they are the payers. But it really applies to all those who swim in that pond. So we're talking about uh, independent networks, brokers, even hospitals. We're really talking about everyone in healthcare. Right. So we're not against anyone. We just are for certain values, such as transparency, high quality care, and affordability, and things like that. So those are the things we stand for. And those are the things that somehow over the last two to three decades that we've lost. We've that healthcare has somehow become more about profits than patients. And nothing wrong with profits. Right. For if you're free market minded or a capitalist, nothing went wrong with profits, but they need to be achieved in the right way. And that, and not in oppressing or others sacrificing for those profits. So we we hold these events, and sometimes we'll draw as as, one, as many as a hundred or more. We had one in Rothschild, which is just south of Wausau, um, in April, and we uh, we had around 105 people show up. Uh, we have one scheduled in Madison on June 8th. We have one scheduled in Eau Claire on June 15th. There are flyers for details here. Uh, matt at selffundhealth.com. Send me an email and I'll send you the flyer. You know, we have a bigger event scheduled for August 2nd with Wendell Potter, who worked for Humana Cigna. as kind of a whistleblower who tells you how the industry really views things from the inside. And then Chris Deacon, which is a national player in, in healthcare reform and so forth. And then also looking at the possibility of a big event in central Wisconsin, well, I'll see where we hold it, but a big event statewide uh, next year uh, uh, with some big, bigger names, kind of a, a lineup maybe of who are normally keynote speakers, even the possibility, and I'll just, you probably won't hear this, but Mark Cuban would be, uh, did mention some interest. So we'll see, uh, certainly not confirmed yet. Uh, but these events are, yeah,
0: go ahead. Some big. Sorry, some big national names that people go, ooh.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, part of, so that's how the healthcare practice, what I call the healthcare best practice group started. It was about four or five employers in a room and they had heard about the Meryl Steele story that I led and they just wanted to learn. And so I wanted to learn from them. And uh, so we, it was very informal, but interestingly, so then COVID hit and it's been going since about 18, but in the last year, that's kind of the grassroots, if you will, networking group here in Wisconsin. It's grown by 750 people, maybe 800, depending on uh, in the last year. And wow. we're approaching almost something like 300 employers. And so there is high interest in this. And uh, so as we as we send out these communications and hold these events, the uh, the goal really is, edu- is, I always say 90% education, call it 80, 20, 90, 10, whichever, and then 10% networking. And so it's because it's important to know other free market supporters. And so what we're really after is just the ability to shop for healthcare, and and not and it kind of you know to have choices. You know these restrictive networks. You know we won't tell you the price, and we don't really uh, worry if you have a bad experience, but you have to come back. Uh, that's not the way restaurants operate. That's not the way any other industry operates. If you don't like your car dealer, you find a new one. If you don't like the restaurant, you find a new one. And in healthcare, that's been suppressed as well with all the consolidations of hospitals and then and then and then the refusal to share prices. Uh it's yeah. not an accident. So uh I think we deserve, I think as buyers of healthcare, we deserve to know the price. And those are some before we buy it, not after, not a month later in the in the in the mail or and we need to we need to know the total price because even if our deductible is low and insurance, so-called insurance covers it, um we need to look at the total price or our premiums get jacked the next year. And that's what's been happening for 20 plus years. So even if, even if our insurance is good, if the plan's paying a lot, we're going to suffer in our premiums.
0: And this so year all those charges things, are next year's premiums, right? Yeah.
1: All those things are important that we need to look at.
0: Right. Well, that's some exciting stuff there. Uh, so, so Madison, June 8th, Eau Claire, June 15th, and August 2nd down in Milwaukee area.
1: Yeah. And we don't have a venue or a flyer yet for August 2nd, but we'll get that out soon.
0: That'll Yeah. More to come on that. Very, very mm-hmm. good. Um, this is, uh, so you're, thank you for taking a leadership role in this, by the way. This is, um, uh, it's it's wonderful stuff. And uh, I'm glad somebody outside of my office can, has an interest mm-hmm. in it because, <laughs> because, because I'm, Plenty busy trying to do the things I'm doing here, so I'm glad that somebody else is, is uh, understands the value of this and is trying to make it go. Recently, um, I saw you, or you saw me. We uh, rubbed elbows uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, at a Free Market Medical Association meeting. Now, part of the part of the experience i had when i first did did this um i don't want to call it loneliness but i was pretty uh, solitary out there and in what i was doing uh particularly in western wisconsin with the whole direct pay model um if i knew anybody who was doing anything like i was doing uh it was um brian Forrest, maybe who was really a pioneer um in apex north carolina for example And uh, literally, I had to travel to Charlotte, North Carolina, to find somebody else who was even thinking about doing direct pay primary care medicine. And of course, since then, uh, the market has started evolving, and we've started working with employers, and we do things more um, in line with what at that time didn't even exist. It was called direct, what we call now direct primary care, Um, that as a concept was barely anything and it certainly didn't have the name direct primary care so that's all we kind of have predated that language even. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is, now there's a movement afoot across the country really, and um, the Free Market Medical Association is kind of a national organization that is promoting this kind of mindset. And you spoke a couple times there, and I know you're pretty familiar with uh, the founders and so forth. Could you tell us, tell our audience a little bit about the Free Market Medical Association or the FMMA and um, what it's doing and what what you know about that?
1: Yeah, the uh, FMMA is a, a great organization founded something like 12 years ago by Jay Kempton and Dr. Keith Smith. And they saw the same needs that we're seeing. They saw that the market, you know, doctors 20, 30 years ago, many more were independent. And so that there's been a lot of changes that have right uh, correlated with cost where doctors have been now owned, if you will, or employed by the hospitals, and they're not allowed to practice like they know is best. And so we, we're seeing this now reversal trend come back in this movement of, of physicians saying, I I can't do it. I can't do these seven-minute referrals. I want to treat patients. I want to help them. I want to get to the root cause and so forth. And so this movement is made up of employers. It's made up of brokers. It's made up of physicians and and many others. And the Free Market Medical Association has grown. They've had a sellout the last two years in the conference. Their membership has grown something like 15% in the last year. So we're seeing a real need for that. And I know as you're you're a member as well, Doctor Usher, and I've been a. They found me when I was at Merrill Steele. and um, and I kind of found Keith, and we worked together, and um, and then just in the last I don't know year or so, I became a chapter leader along with Doctor Brian Erdman. I was kind of playing the role. I'd been referring to them, and I kind of consider them with a thousand people on the healthcare best practice group, um, and then FMMA is kind of a national extension to that. It's kind of a blend organizations they're more much more formal than i've been but with the same goals and the same aspirations and the same passion and caring for families and communities and our country ultimately
0: yeah dr keith smith so uh jay Kempton um and keith smith can you talk a little bit about what you know about their backgrounds
1: yeah so jay kempton i believe is um uh, Um, I believe his father had started the business, but he's really, uh, so he's a TPA plus, if you will. I think he does more, but a third-party administrator. So paying the medical claims and then facilitating kind of the whole administrative side of the plan. So he owns uh, Kempton and Associates and they've grown significantly and they're uh, helping employers, helping, you know, this, this, um, employer health plans work like they should. And then, so Dr. Keith Smith, uh, along with um, Dr. Steve Lantier, uh, approximately 20 plus, you know, uh, low 20s years ago, I look at the date, but they founded what's called the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. And they've been through all sorts of things where insurance has pushed really hard and tried to hurt them and tried to shut them down and all sorts of things, Uh, but they fought the good fight and really their uh, their their motive is just free market healthcare they believe every american deserves the chance to shop and every american deserves you know a fair price i had joked as you heard in my talk and in my book about you know um my my, gra- my grandma used to tell my grandfather that he had cadillac taste and a chevy income and um and so I, that always stuck with me and that was true because he loved those big cadillacs but um you know, we're today we're getting, and that's a value proposition that when we spend more, we get more. We spend more, we get a Cadillac that rides really smoothly, and so forth. uh But in American healthcare, it's the reverse. We're in and, and nothing. I'm not even sure we're getting a Chevy. What's what's like the lowest you know value of car? Well, uh, you, they, they bomb the Hugo factory, but we're not. We're getting <laughs> a you know we're getting a, a a Chevy at a Cadillac price, and you know. And I always say, right, this is. And this is what Dr. Keith Smith would say, and that's why they have the model for America in terms of how maybe a provider, how a surgery center should operate. But we, we're Americans, we're innovative, we're creative, we're problem solvers. And, and we realize when something's broken, we should be offering a Cadillac at a Chevy price. And that's exactly what Dr. Keith Smith is doing and, and several other uh, surgery centers now across the nation that have taken on that model.
0: And so they post their prices right on their website. You can go shop online and and push the button and say what body system, and it lists a big uh, list of these are elective surgeries. Clearly, um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right, you don't go there for your emergency cardiac surgery, um, but replacement yeah. or a gallbladder surgery or uh, other things you may well be able to schedule and uh, go through. This is just an example of free market thinking right so and you could schedule that go down there have your consult and have your surgery the next day and it could all be for a ridiculously low percentage of what it would cost you in your uh, system driven locale
1: yeah usually about 20 to 25 percent of the hospital's cost i had surgery there myself on a shoulder cleanup and yeah the quality i think the person the guy that did mine was like the surgeon for the some olympic athletes so i figured that was good enough for this old guy yeah. And um yeah, and then we have even uh solstice health, for instance. We have Wellbridge in Indiana, somewhat close, solstice health in Milwaukee, uh, where Tim Dr. Tim Murray is an anesthesiologist as well. And um, and you can go on his website and see prices, almost SEO-like prices, and then hand-picked surgeon. So not run, you know, not random. I might get a good one, I might not. Hand-picked surgeon. So we're seeing others emulate this. And it's really a great thing for
0: Wisconsin and American Health. These anesthesiologist owners know who the good surgeons are, right? So they're they're inviting the good surgeons to work with them in these yep. settings.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever asked you your opinion on quality, and you're more qualified to answer this. But I can give you my non-medical, if you will, uh, uh, what I've heard on you know how do you so how do you know if you're getting good quality in healthcare? I can tell you what Dr. Tim Murray said. He said, Matt, he said, you got to be careful. And if you if you read the price we pay, there's some good examples in there. These famous Harvard folks that are um, not good physicians or not good surgeons. Uh, Tim had referred and he said, Matt, there's some butchers out there. And that, that word will never leave my memory. Uh, right. So in the hospital system, you kind of meet a minimum standard. And so he said, there's people I would not let do surgery on my family members." And he said, "But here's the interesting thing: I know the ones who I would. I know the best of the best. And guess what? Um, I handpick, and those who I work with, and so does SEO. And if you call Keith Smith and say I have this need, he'll he'll under hear you out, and then he'll assign a surgeon that's a, that's really great at that's you know what they're best at, and that they're really great at that. And so not only are you getting the best of the the, the total surgeon pick, but you're actually getting the one that's." Specific to your case, and so I think Tim does that as well. And so, yeah, if I'm getting the surgery, I'm calling those guys.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's a fascinating model, and that the um, we should note that even th- there's really not. That's just a, a handful, and those people have a little bit different models. But uh, to your point earlier, um, quality and cost are not directly related they're kind of almost inversely related right and in the surgical realm if you're a really good surgeon and you do um, and are busy and do lots of a particular type of surgery uh, what that means is you can do it routinely enough and efficiently enough and with a low enough complication rate that really you don't need to worry about getting paid uh, the big big price for that because you know You're confident enough in your abilities and your skills that these people are going to come through. You can get them in, get them out, keep the cost way down. You know, things that people were staying three and four days in the hospital now are are same day surgeries uh, a lot of times. And it really is amazing how that quality has improved uh, over time and that you don't hear about that concept directly um, through uh, your kind of standard insurance plans because they don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The insurance company makes more money year over year if the prices of what you're consuming goes up, right? Because this year's charges are next year's premiums. So they just make more money year over year. And if they're not incented to help you keep your costs down, they they certainly aren't going to spend a lot of time educating people like mm-hmm. you have.
1: Yeah, they're really insurance can't lose because their boat always floats. I mean, they should be working with all these surgery centers, but they're it's actually the opposite because then they get their share. You know the ACA had some good outcomes, such as no pre-existing conditions, but it also had some really horrible. And maybe that's the one that stands out. That's not a long list, but there were some horrible outcomes, in my opinion, from that one. Um, one was this: um, this that insurance can only keep fifteen or twenty percent, respectively, based on size of the claims. So you have two parties sitting at a negotiation table, hospital systems and insurance, and both want the numbers to go up because 15 percent of a bigger number or 20 percent of a bigger number is more profit for insurance. So they're actually and the payer, ironically, is not even at that table. I always found that interesting. Right. Um, So ACA actually incentivized it. It introduced a misaligned incentive for insurance. And we know hospitals want the cost to go up. They're the seller. Um, So that's one of the big reasons costs have exploded in the last 10 years.
0: Right. And there have been other movements, you know, from the federal government level with Medicare and so forth to try to bring about quality changes and lower costs and so forth. But um, there we're talking about federal federal government programs and not really a free market anyway. There's cost fixing and other things in there that that I think are part of a whole separate problem and not what we're trying to fix here, although if mm-hmm. um, we can come up with models that work really well. It may reshape the way legislators and bureaucrats think about that in a hundred it years.'ll <laughs> take hundred so. years for them to get to it.
1: I hope so. I mean, you're right. I mean we uh, we see Mary Felkowski introducing a, a transparency bill for Wisconsin, which I which I think is great. Um, so there are, you know, and I think it's it's my view that right if the government's role is to open up the free market, it's suppressed right now and to, right. address monopolies. And but the free market really is self functioning, and um, right when there's true competition, it drives down cost and drives up quality,
0: right? That's yeah, and that because people don't want if for the people who don't want to drive a Chevy, uh, they want to. Be able to go out and know what the quality of the thing is that they're buying, right? Make sure that they're getting a good value. There's, yeah. I when you asked me what was the the equivalent of a, of a a bad car, I was going to say well, Hugo <laughs> comes to mind, but I don't I haven't seen one of those in a long time. But that is yeah. an example, though. Yeah. All of the cars that are on the market right now, in let's call the automobile market relatively free market. Um, th- when I was a kid growing up. We didn't have air conditioning. We didn't have power locks. We didn't have—I don't know—some of our cars didn't have power steering, uh, air conditioning, power brakes. All these things—they're just so standard on cars now. I mean, it's like what you expect out of even the cheapest car. You know, I don't—I I mean, no disrespect by this, Hyundai or Kia or some of these other cars that, are in, that have automobiles in the in the lower price ranges. I mean, those are still reliable you know, uh, automobiles with all the bells and whistles. And you wouldn't get to that if you had the big three still owning the automobile market in the U.S., which for years and years was a thing, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a great analogy. You know, anybody ever, you know, maybe you have to be old enough to say this, but you ever gather around the odometer when it was about to reach 100,000? I mean, I did oh. that in an old Jeep <laughs> Cherokee with my dad and that was a big deal. And now a hundred, you would that you would literally, if you were advertised that car, you'd probably call it low miles, right? Right. And so it's really interesting as I started out in the auto industry and um I worked at Toyota and you know there was the big three and they had something like 85% of the market share and something I think it was 1965. But they were it looked like kind of like healthcare today. They looked like they were competing, but they were really just working alongside each other and they each had their cut. And I got to know this gentleman, um, big guy named Ken, who was uh, used to be a supervisor in one of those old GM UAW plants. And um, he was, of course, higher level at Toyota. He was high level GM. But we got to be friends. And he told me stories like they'd smoked pot online and they half of the cars rolling off the line started and and just some really kind of concerning things um, that the quality wasn't good because there was no pressure to make the quality good. And there was no pressure, and prices maybe were okay, um, but probably higher than they should be. So we see then a disruptor come in, if you will, a Toyota, a Nissan, a Honda, Marysville, Ohio Honda, Georgetown, Kentucky Toyota. These monstrous plants with eight thousand people and three thousand cars every twenty-four hours that run two or three hundred thousand miles, um, and so we saw an effective disruption. And we what we saw was the opening of a free market. And so I think if we can do that with healthcare, we have, we open up the free market, it does its thing. And, um, but right now we do not have a a free market in healthcare.
0: Right. It's crazy. Yeah. We, uh, I call a Toyota with a hundred thousand miles, just broken in. (laughs) That's
1: right. That's about true, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's just feeling comfortable. (laughs) Um, Well, this is great. So free market medical association, um, there's a, uh, you mentioned there's a chapter in Wisconsin. If you're a primary care or any other doctor who's interested in that, uh, is there a way for uh, those doctors to connect to the FMMA uh, in Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I certainly would encourage everyone to be a member of the conference is really getting kind of rave reviews. I mean, it's it's really a, it's really becoming a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, FMMA.org is the website up in the right-hand corner. You can click on Join. You can email me, uh, Matt, at selffundhealth.com. I'll connect you with the right folks, and you can learn more about it and so forth. Uh, But it's a a great organization to promote what I think all the values that we share as Americans, and that's the ability to shop well for healthcare.
0: Yeah, just freedom, right? The freedom Freedom to shop. shop. Yeah, I have to say that at that national meeting, it really inspired me to, um, um, I don't want to say keep going, because I was going to keep going anyway, but I mean, really just added some invigorated me again, because um, suddenly you realize, holy cow, there's a lot of people out there interested in this and uh, and a lot of resources and and the networking that goes on the people you meet and the things you can learn really was a good meeting. So uh, I'll be back um, uh, next year. It was fun, too. It was a really fun meeting there's kind of, that. these meetings are always fun where people are really passionate about what they do. You go to obesity meetings or low-carb Denver, places where uh, I have been that um, kind of support, you know, the idea of you really can treat people and help them lose weight, keep it off. Um, It's just a whole different mindset among the providers who are at those meetings because they just, they can see things that most of organized medicine doesn't see. It really is a a fun group to be around so fmma i found that to be the case and uh so if you're looking for inspiration as a provider and some way to um throw off the shackles or at least think begin to think about that that meeting would be a great way to go and getting involved uh joining a membership uh get involved at the state level and so on i think uh would be good for all of us
1: yeah, we're seeing uh, you know right this balance of employers getting in the game, right, the payers, and so those are the ones with the health plans, and then this other side we've seen in Wisconsin where um, you know doctors begin to get in the game, and I I had doctors help doctors in Wisconsin, Dr. Jason Sansoni from Madison, who the who the surgeons had broken off and started uh, orthopedic spi- um, and spine centers of Wisconsin um and i've had i had doctors approach me at the conference which i i found interesting and they and they were kind of like matt one i'm an er doctor i want to do this help me uh, you know and i'm like i'm glad to help you i'm glad to help you and so i can't help you on the medicine side you already know that right but i'll help you on how do you get patient flow and how do you how do you join this movement and how do you um do the things that you know that you want to do so you can practice medicine and really help people like you know best and so it's really cool to see these these physicians inspired at this conference and motivated and a good you know it can be a great educational thing it can be a recharge of the battery it can serve all those all those needs so next year is the 10th anniversary of fmma by the way and so they're going big um and it's going to be in oklahoma city where the roots are I would expect 500 plus, but if you're interested, I would suggest joining and getting tickets now. It's probably going to sell out fairly fast.
0: Right. And I guess they're going to, uh, Keith uh, Smith is going to offer tours of the surgeries that are down there at that time. Is that right?
1: Someone had asked that question and they were they didn't hesitate. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Kind of I remember
1: the first time I called them at Merrill Steel and I thought, well, you know, they're busy. And uh, when I was, they were inspired what I was doing and I was at the beginning. I drove down, I could have flown it, but I chose, you know, because we had a, another site down there, but I drove down and uh, Dr. Steve Lantier came in on a, a vacation, a day off, and they spent two hours with me. And that, wow. that's just the kind of people they are, that they are passionate about what they do and value oriented and will, will take the time to support this movement.
0: Yes, uh, Keith Smith gave a great talk at the end of that meeting and it was really inspiring. You can tell the, the heart is in the right place here. Right. Which I really appreciate. <laughs> okay, so I think we're gonna wrap this up and uh, put this one in the can. I think the uh, couple things I would just reiterate self fund health or healthcare best practices meetings coming up on June 8th mm-hmm. in Madison, June 15th in Eau Claire, and uh, more to come on August 2nd in Milwaukee. So, uh, and then um, Matt's book, which is called What, Matt?
1: It's called Don't Feed the Beast and then the health, the Employer Healthcare Success Formula uh, Handbook or a step-by-step guide for employers to learn how to transform and fix their health care.
0: That's great, which Matt has spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours uh, putting together uh, based on his experience, uh, both in healthcare and uh, his background in change management and so forth. So uh, that should be a good read. I will look forward to uh, checking that out myself when it hits the shelves. And um, that, I think, is going to do it for another round of Dr. Usher Weighs In. Matt, I appreciate, as always, you're taking the time to join us and uh, to help shine a little light on things in ways that uh, most others are unable to do. So we we thank you for your time.
1: And, and thank you for all you do. So please feel free, to, feel free to reach out if anyone has questions or wants help.
0: I'm always glad to help. Matt at selffundhealth.com.